hopefully that's it. So we can take nothing else away. Hopefully those are the things. So um, let's have a look. Um, Acts chapter 2. It's going to be on the screens, but it's also in the Blue Church Bibles. It's in all the Bibles, but on the Blue Church Bibles, it's on page... Someone shout out for me, please. 1094. And hopefully it should also be on, in Spanish as well on the screen if anyone likes to read in Spanish. But here we go. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need, and every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes, and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Dear Father, as we come to your word now, Lord, and I pray this time that we have together, that we would just be excited about the gift of fellowship that you've given us. And I pray, Lord, that we would seek to live out what it means to be your people at this time and in this place, all to your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so just quite simply, we see there's not going to be any slides on on the screen, so don't worry about that. Um, It's just going to be me. Um, So we see here that they were devoted to the apostles' teaching, first and foremost, coming under the scriptures, um, knowing the scriptures, having it taught to them, and to the fellowship one another. They were committed to one another. And so the word fellowship is kanoinia. Um, I'm probably not saying that correctly, uh, but or in Brummie, kanoinia, um, if that would be helpful. And it means community, communion, joint participation, sharing, and partnership. So in, the, in English, we don't really have a word that massively explains fellowship particularly well, but Greek, it's, it's this partnership, it's this sharing and it's this communion together. And so the word fellowship in the Bible is really used only to, ex- to express the fellowship that we have with Christ, because of Christ, and therefore with one another. We can only have this deep fellowship that it talks about here because of Christ, because of the fellowship that we have with Christ. We have been bought at a price by Jesus Christ. We've been united with him. We have died to our sins. We've been risen again into a new life, and we will ascend into heaven like Jesus has, and we'll go and be with him in heaven. And so we have this close fellowship now with Jesus. He is our brother. He is our friend. And if that doesn't blow our mind, I don't think anything else will. The Son of God is your friend. He is in fellowship with you. We are in fellowship with him now. Friend, he's your brother. And so because of that, we are able then to have fellowship with one another. And not just any fellowship. This, is only, this fellowship can only take place within the body of believers, within those that, have, that, are, that are Christ. Something special that we have. Something special that you can't get when you join a gym, when you meet a group of friends there, the community there, when you join um, any other group. It's a different kind of fellowship. You can't have this deep-rooted fellowship because it's all, all because or based upon Christ. And so a way of thinking about it is fellowship is a divinely intimate, holy unity amongst believers. 
a divinely intimate, holy unity amongst believers. We see the the fruits of this fellowship here in Acts 2. Giving to people in need. Breaking bread in the homes together, meeting in the temple courts. They, they were not only in fellowship with one another, but they were also devoted to the fellowship. And the devotion is um, this word, pros, pros, I'd, I've written this down how to say it, proskaterio, which means, pros means towards, kateria means strong, and when you put this together, it means to, um, to give or apply your attention to one activity, pursuit, or course, or a person. This, this wholehearted devotion to a particular thing and they were devoted to one another devoted to the other believers and that is the fellowship that we want to experience that we want to be part of that we want to cultivate here within our body of believers interesting that Paul um, talks about love one another with a brotherly affection. And that's a, a family affection for one another that we experience in our side of our families, hopefully. That's the affection we're to have for one another. C.S. Lewis talks about the four loves in his book, The Four Loves. Um, and in the scripture, there are four loves. There's agape, which is the godlike love, sacrificial love. Philia, which is friendship or camaraderie. Eros, which is the romantic desire, and storge, or storgy, I can never pronounce it correctly, um, a love or affection that comes from a natural attachment to something like a dog or a pair of slippers or a teddy bear. And when Paul is talking about this in Romans 12, be devoted to one another in, in love and, and love one another with a brotherly affection, he is saying, I want that, that kind of philia, storge kind of love, that camaraderie and a love for something. And so to be devoted to one another in fellowship is this deep affection towards one another. Something that, that comes from, as Paul talks about in, in um, sorry, Peter talks about in 1 Peter, that it comes from the heart, it comes from our inner being, our bowels. It comes out and overflows from us, from our deepest, most points. And what has been wonderful to see and to hear at times is how when people have come in and experienced, just for a small, even for a short period of time, when we've had interns or our visitors from America a couple of weeks ago, when they went to the gospel community groups, when they came here on a Sunday, they said to me as they left, they said, there's something different about this place. You really love one another. They sense that there's real love for one another. Not pretend, not false, but a, 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 a true brotherly, sisterly affection for one another that comes because of our fellowship with Jesus. So I want to encourage you. That is beautiful, and that is what we want more of. And for those of you that may not have been here for very long, we want everybody to experience that and be part of that kind of fellowship. I remember when I was teaching um, in my second school um, that I left about four or five years ago now, um, the head set it up, and it was no other. it was just year sevens and year twelves, when he started the school, and he wanted to have this family approach to running the school. It's a great idea. I got on board with it. Um, you were all in, and you, were, you did things together. You socialized together. Um, you kind of went the extra mile together. And then after four years, it all imploded. It just went up in the air because what was going on was there was a lot of backbiting. 
there was a lot of um, fallings out, and he couldn't control it. He couldn't sort it out because it wasn't based on anything other than just the idea of wanting to be family. There wasn't any rooting, rootedness in Christ there, and it, it completely imploded in the school, had to change hands and everything. But what we want as a fellowship, we want this true, deep affection for one another. I want to encourage you that I think we have that, but I want us to grow in that, and I want everybody here to experience that. And on a Sunday, it's beautiful that we get to do that once a week together, but it's even more beautiful that we get to live this out in our family groups, our gospel community groups throughout the week, loving and caring for one another, praying for one another, being in each other's lives, knowing what's going on in each other's lives so that we can, we can be um, purposely praying for each other. And so, um, I wasn't planning on doing this, but... We want to be a people that pray for one another, don't we? And when we, know, when we know someone that is in need, we want to stop. And we want to make sure that we are praying for one another. What true fellowship is as well. And so I just know that um, many of you will know Sarah Bedford, uh, once again, is in hospital at the moment. And so it would be good to pray for her. as I think she's not in it's quite a hard time at the moment. So I'm just going to pause and leave space for us. Maybe just round tables, actually. Let's round tables. Let's pray for Sarah Bedford. Maybe you don't know her. And that's fine. The Lord still hears our prayers. But let's stop and pray for a sister in Christ that is in hospital and not, doing, and not very well at the moment. Pray for a few minutes.
Lord, we do pray for Sarah. Lift her up to you, Lord. And, uh, um, dozens of times that she has been in hospital, even this last um, year or so, Lord, we pray protection over her, Lord, for her mind and for her well-being, that you would help her come out soon. So how do we cultivate this kind of love for one another? And just to encourage you, in fact, I was going to actually ask you guys to feed back to me, how are ways in which in Christian community have you experienced this deep fellowship? That could be within our gospel communities now. That could be within other fellowships you've been part of in the past. But it's great to hear of ways in which you or others you know have, have really been loved and experienced that love and where there's been times where there's just been this great sense of we're in this together and we're a family unit. So maybe just round tables, just spend a few moments discussing those things and then I'll just ask a few people just for feedback. Is that clear? Great.
just give me another 30 seconds. That was helpful. We'll have some more time in a moment. Fellowship. Um, but it would be great to feed back a few things because remember, this is a community that is centered upon Christ. It's different than any other community you're ever going to experience or be part of. So Christ is the center of it. There is so much scope for it to be so much deeper than anything else that we can experience anywhere else. And so let's just share, uh, maybe a few people, um, I've got a mic, a roaming mic, so I can do my answer deck thing and run around and um, pass a mic around, or if you don't like a mic, that's absolutely fine. Um, but let's maybe just encourage one of the, the whole, let's encourage the whole church, like how, have, how has fellowship, like fellowship played out for you in a way that you felt loved, you've been able to love others? You don't need a mic around. <laughs> got to feel comfortable to be able to share those needs haven't you with people as well yep that's great anybody else yes emmy do you want a mic thank you um i'll try to make it as short as possible but um one thing that we discussed on our table was um to do with the fact that me and elijah we moved to um the city of Birmingham slash Eddington slash Sutton. And we, we didn't really know um, anyone in this city. We didn't have any friends. And we just felt like we were starting our life from scratch again. But um, ever since coming to this church, and mind you, I came here when I was seven months pregnant. And you can only imagine, probably feel lonely. But ever since we came to this church, there's just been an overwhelming um, sense of support. Um, we feel that we can be vulnerable in our day-to-day -day challenges and no one is there to to judge you. And most of the time you'll find that someone will say they're going through the same thing, which is always nice to hear. But it's, it's just nice to know that we have um, such amazing support from when Ezra was born, we had a meal train, so literally got food every single day. And when we went to Africa, we lost Ezra's bag and just sort of telling our GC to pray for us. And thank God we found our um, Ezra's bag back in Birmingham. So it's just nice to 
just have this support. Um, we love our church family. Thank you. Anybody else? So can I make your needle, needle um, known to others on Tuesday? Can I do that, Elijah? Come on, just following on from what Grant's just said. These guys are moving house, so if anyone's available to help them, GC's doing it, there's a few of us going to help out, so let's just muck in and it's a practical need there, so that's making that available, um, known. Um, we, we were just saying, shall I say just a brief bit, um, just how there's a family, these guys know how, um, when the dad died, um, that the church actually played a massive role in raising the children, missionary family, so um, they were actually there for the long haul in raising up these these boys in the absence of the father and so you imagine all those things that those boys would have needed as they were growing up teenage years and, and so on so that was an encouragement to hear from another church and the experience these guys had of how the church actually raised up the this family so that's beautiful we we've had um other things to say i'm i'm grateful for um, being close with with brothers to be able to confess sin and to grow in christ to trust another uh, another man if you like with my heart um so I, I found that very valuable being on a joint mission found that to be incredibly sharpening as well it's like we we are in this together like dan said the um joint what did he say he said to apply your attention to that wholehearted devotion to one another. Um, those are some things, some thoughts. Anybody else? Uh, just following on from what Andy said, I, I was talking about when we set this building up and just being on mission together, Andy, that's sharpening, I think. Yeah, it was very sharpening, um, taking this building from what it was, which was totally derelict, to this. Um, and just the sense of being un united around the big picture of what we were trying to do on the high street and the cafe and bringing people um, in. And, you know, the sacrifice, I think, that we all gave at the time um, and how unifying that was, how hard that was, how sharpening that was. Um, but it stands out in my memory um, of a time when I felt very on mission with a group of believers, but also, yeah, really challenged because it wasn't easy, but we were do in it together, like you said. Um, so uh, there's nothing like being around, yeah, a goal, a mission that you all believe in. And this building was a big one, I think. <laughs> And so I think something that's crucial that makes this a, a community that's different is that whole thing of um, confess, being able to confess your sins before one another. It's a biblical thing that we're supposed to do. And there's something that, that deep-rooted friendship and fellowship can really only be there where there is that openness of being able to feel that you can confess your sins with one another. That doesn't necessarily... It may be that you want to do it for the whole church. It may be that you want to do it to a brother or a sister to a sister. But that is really a crucial part about having deep-rooted fellowship. Because when you, when you confess your sins to one another, the truth's out, isn't it? 
your heart, the real you, comes out. You're vulnerable. You've taken a risk. But something that, John, I hope, well, John, can I say roughly what you said in paraphrasing? That you can be yourself. You can, he feels that he can be himself in his gospel community groups. And no matter who he is or what he's done or what he said, it's, it's, it's accepted and it's met with grace. Isn't that beautiful? That's not something that we experience outside in the world. I just want to encourage you that if you are, um, if, if, well, for anybody, I think one of the most important things that you can do is find either a brother or a sister to sister and be in the word together and be confessing your sin before one another. First to God, but then to one another as well. Because that's where true, deep fellowship can really start to take place. And we pray that within our gospel community groups, as people are doing that, within their brother-to-brother, sister-to-sister, and maybe within the gospel community group, that really does deepen fellowship between one another. Um, But also, praying together. When we pray together, when we... we, um, admit that we're out of control and we, are, we can't do these things. We've got to hand it over to God. And as we do that together, that too brings a deep, deep fellowship, that deep brotherly and sisterly affection for one another. As we go through that together, as we, we pray for people together and we see the Lord's hand in it, as we pray for things that we, that we need to happen and we pray that God will, will do in his goodness, and as we see those things happen, as we pray for one another, that too brings that deep brotherly and sisterly affection, that fellowship for one another. So I just want to encourage you that, that this week in your gospel community groups, if you're, if you're part of one at the moment, and you may do this already, but, but spend some time praying together. Give space for people to confess their sins to one another. Maybe break off into small groups and do that if that's appropriate. But we want those places where we can be real and authentic and not pretend but we can really be who we are and have people that are willing to speak the truth back to us in love, even if it may not be easy to hear. I can say my deepest friendships are with people, and I would say there's, there's a few people in this room that I'm able to confess my heart fully to. And I've done that at times. And because it hasn't been met with a judgmentalness, because it has been met with love, grace, but then also the Bible... <laughs> a rebuke every now and again. There has been times for that. Um, Those friendships are some of the most precious and deepest friendships that I have, and I really value. So just to encourage you, if you don't have that with somebody, look for it. There'll be people within the church that are, first of all, willing and would love just to, it's the same thing, um, but would love to, to be that person to you or with you. And so we have things called DNA groups, discover, nurture, act groups that, that are some, uh, three, three or four men and three or four women that will meet to do just that. Read the word, confess into one another. I think that that is so important for us as a church to keep that authentic love for one another. So if any, in, any of those things interest you, I'd love to chat. Um, in September, hope, we're hoping that we will be able to have um, more gospel community groups and space for more DNA groups and so forth. But... But I just want to encourage you in that. Let's be that deep, let's have that deep affection for the Lord first and foremost. Let's cultivate that. And then our love for one another will just abound all the more. And so um, I just want to f- um, spend some time now in sung worship, just praising him.
about the fellowship that we have in Christ, but the fellowship that we can have together. So I'm going to invite Nikki and Savannah up. And then just to close, we're just going to finish in a time of prayer around tables, just, just praising him and thanking him for um, maybe people in your lives that you've had that opportunity to go deep with, that you've seen your faith grow through that deep fellowship. Let's, let's praise him for those people. And let's pray for, um, if that's something that we want and we long and desire for, pray that someone would come along to be that person to you.